Keep It Classy is made possible by the generous support of listeners just like you. Oh, man, this dude really just did that to me. Okay. What just happened? He just jumped in the air with Doom a lot and did foot dives, and it actually uh, worked out for him. He just He's just super jumping and doing a move until it hits. Foot dive! Yeah! All right, fuck it. Little three X Factor, Doctor Strange. Fuck it. Oh, oh fuck it, hey, Doctor Strange. I need you to teleport. I need you to stop sucking dicks in the corner. And I need you to teleport. Ha, ah, that's fine. Keep sucking dicks in the corner. Yeah, yeah. better much there. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Keep It Classy, your first stop for all things fighting games. Now listen, if you like the podcast, feel free to check out our website at keepitclassy.podbean.com or drop us a line, keepitclassypodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the classiest podcast on the internet. You are listening to Keep It Classy, your first stop for all things fighting games. This is round six of the Wonderful Cod Podcast. And let me once again remind you, you have most excellent taste for coming back to us this fine day. I, of course, am Keith Barletta, a.k.a. Pockbell, and with me, as always... Is my wonderful co-host, Mr. David Ivey, a.k.a. Savage. Hello, hello. And today, we're going to talk about a couple of really cool things. The SoCal Regionals 2013 just happened. There was lots of exciting stuff that uh, that went on this past weekend. <laughs> yeah, we got, to see, uh, we got to see Infiltration beat a whole new group of people to death. It was great. Infiltration killed a few extra hookers this weekend. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about fighting game UI, focusing on... Uh, how a tiny change in menus, game modes, challenges, things like that, uh, things you don't really think about can make you upset before you even know you're upset when you play a fighting game. And finally, our character of the week is going to be, well, one of our more heated ones. We will be reviewing Yun from Third Strike this week. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I just, I'm so excited. It's, are you excited? It's almost as exciting as playing against him. <laughs> no, <it> was, <laughs> I'm trying. You know what? You know what? I'm going you know to light my scented candle to help me keep it classy and not so angry. All right? I'm just, cause <laughs> it's just, I hate that little dude so much. He, he, he got his hat and he likes to skateboard. <sighs> He's skateboard, and he's like, I do Kempo. I trained for like two years with my fucking grandpa. <laughs> I do Kempo. I beat up the best people in the world with my with my Kempo skateboard skills. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, it's gonna be great. Hey man, he's got Ganagin. Is that how you even say it? I don't yeah. even know how to say it. No, it's Ganagin, and then you go, hey, 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 until they're dead. That's how you do it. That's how. SoCal Regionals. So this, for those of you who don't know, EVO, the biggest fighting game tournament of the year, coming up in July. But there's four different tournaments that are coming, that are sort of leading up to EVO, if you will. If you will. The SoCal Regionals 2013 Level Up Series did it. It is one of the big ones leading up. 
And it's the first one of the year. It's a huge landmark for, uh, you know, this year's set of fighting game tournaments, to for lack of a better word. And there's a lot of stuff that went really well with this. And unfortunately, to put it in Savage's words, I feel that this tournament went two steps forward and one step backwards. Uh, yep. Yeah. yeah. But they did, they did so much right. I was really... I was really enjoying. I really enjoyed watching it. It was uh, it was cool. And what did I say? That guy in a hoodie. Ah, oh, drove me fucking insane, dude. <laughs> I totally called it. Anything that wasn't Street Fighter, where any no, basically anyone that wasn't James Chan or Ultra Dave, it was a fat guy in a hoodie. Except for Marvel. When you play Marvel, you wear Ed Hardy t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I love the. Uh, all right, I, I don't know who this dude is, who who he was. I got I got to go back and watch the vods. But the dude in the tracksuit with the sunglasses that would tweet in between matches—that <laughs> dude was the superstar. Because it was it was crazy. He would give interesting commentary and it would cut back, and he would just be the most ridiculous person. He's like, oh, I got to update my Twitter account. Update update my Twitter account. Twitter Twitter is a Twitter or Twitter. It's I don't know what it is. <laughs> What do you what do you kids call it nowadays? Shit. Oh man, that guy had me dying. He wore a tracksuit. That shit kills me. <laughs> no, he showed up oh. to that tournament. He's like, hey baby, I don't go to the gym, but I look like I do, and I'm not <laughs> cool, but you know you can't tell because I got my fucking aviators on indoors while I'm on stream. I totally don't look like a jackass. <laughs> and you know what it is? That whole set up that whole situation i'm just going to get this out of the way right away we're going to talk a little bit about uh we're going to talk a little bit about what was really awesome about this tournament but there's something that i just got to get off my chest right off the bat share it with the audience okay dear everyone that is a fan of marvel or any fighting game ever (laughs) you're an asshole for sitting in the audience and doing the shit that you did at this tournament. <laughs> Whoa, okay. Okay, you can't take it all out. Take take it out on a whole crowd because a I, dude pink button-up, a do-rag, and a top hat. Uh, by the way, as, as the only black guy on this podcast, I was pretty damn embarrassed because... <laughs> but not just him, like the commentators too. Like, why, when did this become... For lack of a better word, okay. When did this become about you? Like, when did this become about you as a dude on the stream holding up ridiculous signs and being an asshole? When was this not about providing an entertaining uh, sport for people to watch? Okay? You, you're not, uh, And part of that is the fault whoa, of... Whoa, whoa. You weren't entertained when that dude got up and put up the Murka sign with oh, Giles Jesus. playing? Oh, Jesus. I just wanted to – I was like – I'm like, it's a 45-minute drive. I can drive down there. I can take his stupid fucking iPad. I can snap it over my knee. I can knock him out on stream, and then I'm going to point to the stream and look at it. And then I'm going to walk out before it's over. You know, you know, right now, I'm upset you didn't do that because uh, that would have been a lot of good press for this podcast. Yeah. If you just point and say, keep it classy, so it would have been great. If you, if you didn't watch the stream – this is a pattern that we need to change here, okay? And that pattern is, I call them stream monsters, and it's just the stupidest fucking thing in the world. It's just a bunch of assholes 
that stand in front of the stream, in front of the webcam, and do ridiculous shit to distract from what's going on when the camera is on the players. Like, you know, it's just, it's just, it's mind-boggling. And it's not the same thing as, like, the dudes who paint their, who stand up with body paint in the middle of a sports stadium. It's the, it's the same as the dudes that run onto the field, is what it really is. That, that get in the way, and you're like, what the fuck is this asshole doing? He's not he's, here. He's streaking the, the playoffs. Yeah. He's not here to pump up the game. He's not here to hype the game. He's here to get attention for his fucking Twitter feed or for anything. He's just here to get attention, and it drives me insane. And the commentators, same fucking thing. You know, it had the co- part of the uh, – some of that commentary, <laughs> the fat dude in the hoodie commentary or the douchebag in the Ed Hardy t-shirt commentary is – is has nothing to do with with the game. It has to do with you being an asshole and getting attention on stream. I mean, yeah. it just it drives me insane. It drove me insane. It was mostly good though. It just it it was for the dude. If it wasn't for the dude in the pink shirt, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have seemed so bad. Because then it would just be you know the guy you know some of the commentators are trying to be out there so that, you know you can check out their Twitter account you know. Yeah. But it was just that with the top. <laughs> Do rag in the top hat. I just, I can't. I just, yeah, I was, I was so upset. And he, I'm he didn't, for he us. didn't leave. He no. didn't like. Uh, he just, he wouldn't leave. And then who was that? Was that, uh, was that Hanzo Gonzo that went and sat next to him yeah, and started dancing with him? Fucking Newsy's cap. God bless Ricky Ortiz for calling that guy out, though. Yeah. No, and it, and like I said, you're right. It wasn't, you know. It's just something that needs to not be a part of this because we had people watching that tournament with us that had never seen fighting game tournaments before because we always try to bring new people in to watch. And they're like, who is this dickhead? Who are these dickheads on the stream? And you know what it makes you think? I mean, think about it. You're a new player, right? You want to get into the fighting game scene. And you're like, oh, let me watch this tournament and see what it's like. Maybe I could go down there. You know, it's only like a half hour away. Maybe I could go down there and meet some people, you know, and it'll be fun. I can play some fighting games, learn some stuff. And you look, turn on the stream and you see dickheads on the stream holding up signs, taunting, doing all sorts of ridiculous shit. And they're like, we're hype. We're really hype. We love the game. We're totally not doing this just to be fucking assholes in front of a, like 10,000 people. And you go, no, nah, I'm going to stay home. You know, like that's what you do. You just, you just like, yeah, I'm gonna. No, I don't really want to go there and and be a part of that smelly weirdness. <laughs> Man, that was a uh, wow. Yeah, that was a. Uh, I just, I just love that because you know what it was is like because people would kind of trickle in while we were watching it. So it was like in turn, like someone would come in and sit down. I, I remember this exactly. Morty came in and sat down. He's like, oh my god, this is a, this is actually fun to watch. And then uh, ten minutes later, he's like, "Who's that jackass behind the players?" Yeah. And then Mark came in and sat down, and he's like, like "Who's that jackass? Does he have snake bite piercings?" And I'm like, <laughs> every person that came there sat down. Like, oh, this is kind of fun. And Wait, then, who's that fucking asshole? <laughs> exactly. In turn, every person that came to that party was like, "Oh, this is kind of fun." And then they saw that dude, and they were just like, man, that guy is just a dick. And I'm like, what? <sighs> just just fuck. Yeah. And you know what? It, look, it's not entirely the audience's fault because, hey, if someone keeps a camera on a group of people for long enough, someone's going to be an asshole 100% of the time. 
It's just it's just human nature to want that kind of attention. So I blame so a little bit of something for this. First of all, this never happens at Evo. You want to know why? Because the, there's two cameras, one for the audience, one for the players, and the one on the players is is there, and it's just the players. They're off to the side, and you know the camera's just on them. And so basically, it's cutting back and forth between the players and the match. In between, it'll you'll get pan shots over the crowd. But this wasn't that the case. The camera stayed in a static position where you could see the players and the audience on in the same frame. And it's fucking stupid for two reasons. The first is it means an asshole in a pink shirt can sit in the middle of the room and just do shit and get on and get attention on stream. The second reason is that if there's no one there, you're going to see every single second of it. <laughs> oh, man, that's true, because there was a lot of empty seats during Tekken. Except for the dude in the goddamn top hat. And so, yeah. So anyway, that's I just had to get that shit off my chest. We need to not do that, okay? <laughs> it's just, it's just. And you know, and people will be like, "No, man, it's just hype." You know, we're just getting hype at the tournament. No, you're not. What about being an asshole and taunting and like making little signs on your iPad, like button checks, and like holding it up to the stream has anything to do? With getting excited for a match. What I mean, I don't understand. What about that makes is is hyping is is hyping is rooting for players or rooting for the game or supporting the game. Like if someone was like had a sign that says go Ricky Ortiz, that's hyping the, the match. You know what I mean? Or please lose Filipino champ. Like that's hyping the match. Oh man, that's true. Oh that you know, you know, I will say this, though. I will say this, you know, to move on to a, a more positive note. There wasn't very many people at Tekken, but the people that were there were pretty excited. And Tekken was pretty fucking exciting to watch. Yeah, there were, okay, so there were, like, three, for me, high, highlights of this, of this whole, well, no, four. One of them I already know is yours, and I'm just including it just because. So there's four of them. Two of them involved infiltration. <laughs> one of them involves Filipino champ, and the other one involves Tekken Tag Tournament too. So, so best thing ever, number one. Let's just get it out of the way. Filipino champ lost in Marvel's oh. Capcom 3 in a really ridiculous way. So for those of you that didn't watch, he plays Good this work. guy named Apology Man in you know pool play. He sends Apology Man to losers. He talks shit to him while he's on the stream. The whole thing. Apology Man gets off the stream. He gets sponsored there at that tournament for playing against Filipino Champ in that match from Game Center. Comes back. He sweeps all the way to, what, like fourth place? Third place? That was pretty ridiculous. And he knocks the shit out of Filipino Champ. He knocks him right the fuck out of there when he runs it back. <laughs> it's, it was incredible. The guy MVP of the tournament, in my opinion. I don't know, man. I got I gotta say Hugo one oh one, man. Yeah, that was pretty that's pretty No hard. one has has struggled harder <laughs> against infiltration than Hugo one oh one did, man. Yeah, so that's number two, right? So number two <laughs> is infiltration versus Hugo one oh one. Infiltration just goes he's in he's in winners finals. <laughs> and he goes and he goes he plays one round with Akuma, and then he goes, you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. And he picks up Hakan. 
and it's just like you asked for, Savage. <laughs> I didn't think it would happen. It was amazing, because there's nothing like a guy dressed in, like, what can only be, like, a gay concierge in Turkey in that, that outfit, and then just dumping hot oil on him like a fucking porn star, and then killing the shit out of you. Oh, uh, yeah, he's like, come here, little boy. I'm so slippery right now. <laughs> it was, wow. It was, I felt like the whole audience was like, what is happening? It was, it was insane. And I, <laughs> that was, oh, God, it was just, it was so great. I'm sorry. That was, oh, that was my highlight. That was, that was pretty much, if it wasn't for the fact that I hate Filipino champ, and I just love seeing his gimmick team get stomped. Yeah, he was, like Phoenix, too. That was so sweet. <laughs> so sweet getting that shit stomped on. Yeah, with that shitty fucking Infinite with X-Factor. God, I hate Filipino champ. But, <laughs> so, watch him lose. That's my personal thing. But, man, seeing that infiltration pull out that Hakan and just seeing Hugo just put so much work in. Yeah, he worked hard. But you know what? In my opinion, I mean, we talked in uh, an earlier episode about the dangers of counterpicking. That is an example of the dangers of counterpicking. If he, because he picks Yoon, the entire tournament he played Bison pretty much until he got to infiltration, and then he's like, "I'm gonna get out my Yoon." I'm like, "No, just don't do it." And he struggled. He worked hard, but if he had played Bison, I think he would have gone a little bit further. Yeah, but I feel like he was practicing that. Uh... That matchup specifically for infiltration. Yeah. But yeah, I still, I still, still, I still wish he had just at least for the last match just gone. Fuck it, let me just go with Bison because I've been working Bison what since since Street Fighter Four. Yeah. Well, since he came out, you know, like he he was there when Yoon was broken. He was there when Yoon wasn't broken. Uh, you know, but you know, he's always been a really great Bison player, and I and I just wish I could have seen him. Do it, I guess. Yeah, Bison carried him all the way there, and he was just like, nope, I'm going to try. But I felt like he really practiced that matchup just to stomp on Akuma. But once again, it's just like, if that person, like, Infiltration's been playing Akuma for so long, he's got to know that matchup just like the back of his hand by now. Yeah. It's like, you're not the first guy to think, I'm going to counterpick Infiltration. That's what I'm saying. Like, if he... He's like, no, I got this counter pick just for infiltration. I'm like, yeah, because infiltration's never played a Yun before. You know, it's just like, no, don't do that. Take, st- don't, don't bring your wife to the, or don't bring your mistress to the show when your wife wants to go. All right, you just take her there. Yeah, it, it, it was, it, it didn't work out for him, and he did. He by far gave infiltration the best fight of that tournament, uh, which also brings me to number three. There's a show match that went on, uh, which was Infiltration versus Latif. <laughs> and it was it was hype. Everyone was really excited for it. And then Infiltration went 7-0 and against Latif. It was so sad. <laughs> and, and you see James Chen and Ultra Day being like, well, I guess I hope he wins one. He's it's just... Kinda... <laughs> it's a shame because... Infiltration, not infiltration, well, Infiltration is an amazing character, but Latif is such a good player. Like, he's insane. I love his, his C Viper. I mean, I hate C Viper because 
supervisor Fergie, but <laughs> the way he plays her is amazing. He puts so much work in. He's such a good player, and to see him get just so dominated is just a little upsetting. It just reinforced that infiltration is a monster. He's the best right now. I mean, he really was. I mean, at least at this tournament, the SoCal regionals, you know, that was. He's he's a monster, and he's. I think we're gonna continue to we're gonna continue to see stuff like this until Evo from him. I don't think he's gonna get dethroned for a little while. <laughs> he's. It was just one of those things. It wasn't even close with anybody that played him. I mean, he picked Hakan for Christ's sake against <laughs> Yun, and he's just like, yeah, fuck it, and he just won. You know, it wasn't even one of those things where he did it and then it didn't work out for him, and he's like, all right, I'm done fucking around. I'll go back to it. He won. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh... it's like. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much it. So. Oh, and so, number four, the entire Tekken Tag Tournament 2. Oh, Actually, man. All that, that shit. So much fun to watch. <laughs> I just... I remember distinctly watching Tekken 6, like, was it two years ago? And thinking, this is so fucking boring. <laughs> It was just Bob's and, and Miguel's, yeah. and I think I saw one Bob Miguel team, and then it was oh, who was that dude, uh, Khalif or whatever? What was that dude's name? He just Kaylay. Yeah. He had a uh, uh, king and armor king. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He there was a there were three teams that were basically really exciting to watch. The first was Eddie and Christy, uh, an, an Eddie Christy team. The second one which is my favorite, was the Armored King and King team, which was so brutal. <laughs> I got to look up the guy's name. I'm, I'm searching it right now because I want to know. And then the uh, the third team was Jinpachi and Jin. And those guys, yeah, keep it black. with uh, keep, No, run it black. Oh, run it black, yeah. Sorry. Run it black. Oh, run it black. If that was ever an example of letting someone take the momentum and just break your spirit into pieces. He gave, he's like, well, I guess I'm getting second. Well, he, he just gave he up. Just gave up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. He he had it. He fought. He struggled. That was a, that was a close fight. And then when he gave that guy, oh, I'm going to look it up now. He gave that dude that reset, and he just gave it up. He was like, oh, I can't. I can't do it anymore. Well, and like I said, when you watch it, you know, because a lot of shit can be going on for the, these other games. It really does look... I mean, we talked about Mortal Kombat being fun to watch because it looks like a fight, right? It just looks like this brawl, like a street brawl. And with this, it, that's exactly what it looks like. You'd see King and Armor King throw a dude in the corner, and then you'd see them both double-team this guy and just beat the living fuck out of him in a corner somewhere. <laughs> it looked like you were watching a crime happen. It exactly. Was Oh yeah. shit! He just he they just wrecked these guys and they went hard and not only that it's fun to watch because the animations are so cool you know you watch someone gets gut checked and you see him just grab and like double over like oh shit <laughs> the jaguar hit me so hard and then he grabs you by the back of the head and tiger knees you like it's it's cool it's like you said it's like watching someone getting mugged <laughs> when you watch King and Armored King fighting oh, oh I love it. It was great. It was pretty fucking, it was, like I said, I was expecting to just, you know, watch it and be like, whatever. But then I was, I was just in it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch this, order a pizza or something and eat, 
so I can be ready for the real shit. But no, that was uh, wow. Yeah, no, we screamed. We screamed a lot. We're like, oh shit, yes, we love this game. We love this game. And you know what? I called it. I said, I was like, this game is going to be a huge spectacle. And even though there weren't a lot of people that, I mean, it was cool. It was hype. Like, you know, there was people there, but it was it was not a full auditorium for. For Tekken Tag, but it it was cool. It was really cool, and they had a good diverse group of people in the in the finals. And I think and I think that really says something about the game, and it really says something about where this game can go in terms of tag fighting. In terms of a tag fighting game, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh man. And then uh, it just made me think about uh, Street Fighter X Tekken and how I just didn't even watch that. We watched, you know, and that's the thing is they. You still watch it, and it's still boring. It's just still boring, and they need... I, I, I don't even know what to fix, how you could fix that at this point, you know? That game needs so very much help, and, and it's not even it's not even a damage boost. Like, it's just kind of boring to watch, you know? You're not excited when someone gets a hit confirm. You don't really... The combos aren't that interesting, and it's just... I don't know, it just doesn't resonate to me. You know, no, the same just, way that Tekken Tag did. It feels like, you know, you just, you need to burn a picture of that perm, dude. Just, <laughs> just forget about it. it. It's just, just walk away from it. Like, just, it'll be one of those things you'll, someone will bring it up. And you'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Like, um, like uh, my buddy just reminded me that they made a DC game, like a fighting game for the Super NES. Yeah. I completely pushed that out of my mind because it was so bad. And that's what I want Street Fighter X Tekken to be. And it, and it, you know, I don't think that this patch is going to do what people think it's going to do for the game. I really don't, because it's it's still not interesting to watch, and it, it, it's just not cool. It's just not fun, you know? But, okay, so for the last part of this, before we jump on to our main topic, here is... And I, and Here's the one thing that needs to change. You know, we gripe about the crowd and the sh- and the fat guy in a hoodie commentary. But here's what needs to change. We need a schedule. <laughs> we need a schedule and we need brackets posted in the stream more. I need to know when I look at that stream within like 30 seconds of any match where which bracket they're in who's playing, what's going on, and how soon until grand finals. And I need to be able to see what game comes on next and what game comes on later. Yeah, it, it kind of felt like, it kept, like we, we kept getting surprised. Yeah. It was like, oh, they were doing this. I'm like, oh, thank God, because I was just confused. And they had two different streams, which drives me nuts as it is, because I get that there's a lot of games and a lot of people that come to the tournaments, but you know what? Who cares? Limit the amount of people that can enter the tournament. <laughs> Make it shorter, for Christ's sake. Like, you know, you're not going to see 900 of the 930 people that are that enter the tournament. You know what I mean? Like, why make it that big so it takes why, – why have it take that long? That's true. I feel like, yeah, like, I, I love seeing all the nobodies that come up out of nowhere, especially, like, in Marvel. But they need to either just – it should just – they should just – cracked out on that Friday and Saturday. And they're like, listen, I don't care if we're here at the two in the morning. Yeah. We're gonna will this down. Cause by Sunday it was a huge amount of people that were still playing. 
and it was two streams with finals. It, there's nothing more infuriating than not knowing what's on right now, and you have to bounce back and forth between streams to figure out what the hell's going on. Like, what what people don't understand is that we we need this game to be, or we need to have this be a legitimate esport. It has to be organized in a way that it's really stupid, retardedly easy to watch and not (laughs) something where you expect it to be a guy just sitting in front of his computer, you know, bouncing back and forth between, you know, reading cracked articles and fucking playing Marvel and watching the stream. You know, like I get that that's a demographic, but we have to structure it in a way, like I said, like limit the amount of people that can enter the tournament post schedules and do it in a way so that we have one stream and that at least for the finals. I mean, I get it for pool play. There's a lot, whatever, but at least for the finals, there has to be one stream. There has to be. And I don't care if that means we only do top four for each game, except for top eight for Marvel and, and uh, street fighter, but it has to be one stream or it has to be a really, really solid schedule. Cause I don't want to have to choose between watching King of fighters and watching Tekken Tag 2, or watching Persona 4, and watching Marvel. You know, it's just, it's it's too much, and it's not going to help. That's true. Yeah, yeah, it's just, like I said, because I, I remember it, it came down to where, like, we had to ask everyone there, like, All right, who wants to see what and take a vote? Yeah. And then we picked the stream, and I'm like, this is a, I feel like this is a misstep. But, you know, and- but I still want to say props, because they did put it together and get it done. Yeah. And I still think it was done better than it was last year. Yes, that is it is definitely a step forward. And, you know, but again, the bar is every single tournament set higher and higher. And we can't let this the model can't be webcam on the TV over the crowd and the players, you know, with a jackass in the background and no schedule posted on the website and no brackets really posted anywhere. You know, like, if you have to go to a third-party website to figure out what the fuck's going on, you're not doing a good job as an event planner. Sure. So anyway, so let's move on to our to our main topic. So we're focusing on fighting game UI, focusing on menus, extra modes, and the little things that make your life better. And I'm going to start right now. I did an experiment earlier. Would you like to hear what that experiment is, Savage? <laughs> No, yeah, let's, let's hear it. I love experiments. This this should get you a pretty good, pretty good idea of of what we're trying to think about here. So, I brought my girlfriend downstairs, sat her down, and she's like, "What's going on?" I was like, "Just sit there for a sec. Here, take this controller." And I put in Tekken Tag Tournament Two, and I said, "I want to play online with you. Set it up." And I just let her go. And I let her fuck with it for a little bit. And it took her forever to figure out how to get a match to just just to play with me online. And then I took that game out. And the second game I put in was Street Fighter X Tekken. And she couldn't even get to the point where we played together. She couldn't even figure it out. She couldn't even get to the point where she's like, oh, this is, oh, yeah, this is how we play together. Took that game out. And and I was like, and at that point I said, okay, so if you were left, if I, you know, if I bought you a PS3 for Christmas, bought you a fighting game and said, here, baby, here, I know you don't know anything about fighting games, but I can tell you want to, I know you want to get into it. So here's Street Fighter X Tekken. Here's, here's a game console. Just play it. What would you have done? She said, I would have snapped the disc in half. 
<laughs> and without even playing a match. She didn't even get to play a match. And she was ready to do that. And then the third game I put in was PlayStation All-Stars. And it took her 15 seconds for us to be playing together online. 15. Start. Tournament. Online. Ranked. And I was like, how do I join, baby? And she goes, push start. And I'm like, there it is. <laughs> no, I remember distinctly where you're like, oh, and you're like, no, no, I got Street Fighter X Tekken, so we should do, you know, us versus someone online. And we had to Google how to make it work. And like, I'm like, okay, we must be retarded. It's difficult. But it was like a thing where they're like, okay, no, no, you got to do this and this and then this. I'm like, really? How will we have figured that out? Exactly. I was a... So you're a game designer, and you want people to play your game. (laughs) And not just because, you know, Capcom's all about bringing in new players, right? Right? (laughs) That's what they're there for. That's what Street Fighter X Tekken is there for. That's what Street Fighter's there for. That, That is what we are focusing on here, is how small things, like a menu, a simple description of what's going on, can change, can make you angry and change your entire perspective on the game before you even pick up the controller and start playing. And people don't even think about that kind of shit. But it, it, it happens, and, and there's, there's an example. So, <laughs> so let's take Street Fighter X as a terrible example, where she, I was, she's like, I would have snapped this shit in half. This is so frustrating. I can't figure out how to do one of the main features of this game, which is play online with another person. And you say, oh, well, you know, you just go to rank. You follow your stride. No. She's a new player. She's someone that wants to play. Why is it difficult? It's not because they're retarded, okay? It, it, it's, it, you, the game designer has to look you in the eye and treat you as an idiot. Or this isn't going to work, okay? <laughs> At least when it comes to menus. No, and, it's, it's, it's insane. Like I said, like... You know, Mortal Kombat, it was perfect. They had, it was just, you went to online, it was 2v, you know, 2v2 or 1v1 tag team. And I'm like, oh, okay, I know exactly what to pick if I want to play with another person. Yeah. Simple and to the point. And, uh, no, no I, I still love that. I still love that we had to Google how to do it in Tekken, uh, Street Fire X Tekken. That, yeah. that, that makes me laugh. I, I, cause I remember distinctly thinking, because I remember, because you made me sit down and play it, I'm like, this dude is such an asshole. Making me, <laughs> making me play this game, and we got to Google how to even fucking play it. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And so that's an example like of a, of a really bad way to do your UI. And, and you know, there's lots of good things, too. So let, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go through. We already, you know, we're going to talk about something we've, we really want to see. In, in UIs that, ha- that you know, that we, we just want to see that isn't there, that needs to be there. And we're going to talk about our favorite features that you don't think about in fighting game UI. And for those of you who don't know what a UI is, it just stands for user interface. It's just what you see before you play the game. And while you play the game, I guess you could say. Everything on the screen that, that you're looking at. Menus, descriptions, the whole nine yards. So, Savage, what is something you would like to see in a fighting game that isn't there, a little feature or something that will make your life just a little bit better. You know, <laughs> this is a sound really, really petty, but if I can just have a run back button, <laughs> that, 
that like no, but like it's super quick. Like the dude's beating me, and it just puts me right back in. I don't have to look at the stats on how bad I got beaten. I don't have to review how bad I'm doing. I just hit the button, and screen goes back to looking for <laughs> looking for partner. So I don't have I don't have a good like whenever like I think because I'm pretty sure like uh, it was the first Blaze Blue. You had like a solid ten seconds to look at how much you sucked. <laughs> and then it went back to looking for uh, someone for you to play with. And I just need to hit that. I need to hit A, and just have that all be gone. I gotta get back. I gotta get my head back in the game. It's petty, but I just I need that because there's nothing worse than looking at your stats and realizing you have like a twenty percent win ratio on a good day. Yeah, and not only that, but when you like take Marvel for example, I mean just. Take, for example, Marvel. You want to play online. You go online mode, and then it's like loading, saving. Here's how many points you have. I'm like, I don't fucking care. I just want to play online. All right, matches, ranked match. Okay, I go through ranked match. It's like, okay, loading up. Let's see what we got. You got create a match. I'm like, okay, okay. All right, I'm still not playing yet. Okay, create a match. I don't want to do quick match because the matchmaking system doesn't fucking work. So let me just try to create a match. Okay, create a match. Okay, so I'm waiting in a lobby. I got there's still there's no one here. I'm still I'm still waiting. Okay, cool. Oh, someone showed up. Oh wait, they left because because it doesn't start right away because the game I have to I have to I have to push a button. Okay, the guest like showed up. Okay, I, I pushed ready. I'm ready. So let's go. We're in the match. Played the match. I lost. They showed me how my win loss ratio. I'm mad. I just want to run it back. You go back to the main menu, and it takes you back. And you go, okay, online play, ranked. You know, like, you have to go back through it again. And it's like, this is how many points you earn. Saving. Do you want to check this out? I'm like, just let me play your game. <laughs> like, and what kills me is Street Fighter Four is so good about it. Yeah. You're, it's like, all right, cool. You're in the queue. You want to play arcade mode while you wait? I'm like, yeah, no, you know what? I want to go practice combos. Yeah. And it was like, that's cool, too. And then it push you in it. Then it's over. You, you still see your stats. But then it, put, it push you back to what you were doing. Like, oh, that's right. You, you want to do training. But I'm like, yeah, I really need to practice. I got to beat my ass. You do it some more. And then it push you back in the queue. And, like, Street Fighter does it so well. But then Marvel was just, like, fucking phoning it in. Yeah. And that was the coolest thing. That was one of the greatest things is the ability to <laughs> to load up it's like i it's the closest thing you're going to get to a run it back button you go back into our is you play arcade mode you fight against the computer and when your match is ready it loads and it takes you straight to the it takes you straight to the character select screen you know it takes you straight the fuck there there's none of this bullshit where you go through all these menus over and over and over and over again until you finally get to play a match. And then it sends you right back to square one when you win or lose. You know, you just, and if you lose, back to arcade mode again. And you get to take out your anger on a, <laughs> on a CPU player. That's why I just need more of that. I just need, and you know what, you know what kills me is I can't remember what the, uh, what the uh, the UI for King of Fires was, because the net code is so terrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, oh, shit, I can't remember what it's like, because uh, every time I try to play it, I just get frustrated. Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. And so that's that's a perfect example of something you we you really want to see in a fighting game UI: a run back button, simple. You know, 
and they have it in player match. I don't know why they don't have it in, in like they have a rematch button in player match for most of these games, but they don't have a like quick cue again. The second you lose, you see the screen and you just hit go again and you just find a new opponent. You're off to the races again. You know, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, but, I mean, there's a lot of little things in there that I'm just amazed. It, here's what. Here's what kills me. This is this is one of the things that kills me. Is one when you get a game that doesn't have a, a challenge mode, that, or, or when it has a challenge mode, it does not have your bread and butters. Yeah. It has this other combo that I guess they came up with when they were testing the game, but then you go online and they're like, oh no, these are your bread and butters, and they're completely different. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you're kidding me. So this challenge mode is just for my fucking gamer points on Xbox, like. What's the point of this challenge mode? Yeah. Like, at least it, with certain games, once again, like Blaze Blue, it gives you your basic bread and butters, and then it builds into a very basic version of your loop that you, once you get that down, you can build to a better, more efficient, damage-wise version of your loop. Exactly. So, but like, like with Street Fighter, there's so many times where I'm like, this is not my bread and butter. I think the only bread and butter... I learned was like was a Akuma, like a like a hurricane kick, heavy punch, fucking Shoryuken combo. I think that's the only combo I learned in challenge mode for Street Fighter that I actually use on a regular basis. And you know what? That takes me to what I want to see in uh, in a fighting game UI. Uh, this is this is something that I want to see in the future. And that is, and this may involve the game lying to me a little bit, but I don't care. I'm a new player. I want to learn how to play the game, and I want the game to lie to me so I can get started. I want to go to a challenge mode. And first of all, I don't want it to be called challenge mode. <laughs> I want it to be called how to play, like, combo mode. Something that, that directs me there, like, this is where you're going to learn how to play the game with the character you want before you jump into the game. You know what I'm saying? Like something that's more indicative of what it's actually teaching you how to do. Because challenge mode is tutorial mode that teaches you how to do combos and how to do your special moves. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's you know, you learn more doing that than playing most tutorial modes. So I want to go, I want to go into challenge mode and I want to see next to all my moves and all my combos, I want to see recommended bread and butter, recommended advanced, recommended like stylish combo you know i want to see the i want the game to tell me this is a bread and butter you should learn out of the 15 challenges that are there like this is an easy bread and butter you can pick up and do on anyone this is an advanced one that you can practice and and get good at this is a stylish one for you to practice on in your free time that's it everything else you know it's just extra it's fluff i want the game to focus me in on the basic tools that i need for any character i want to pick up and play when I, yeah. when I jumped the challenge mode. I feel, you know, because um, I still love, like, uh, was it Tekken 2 had the uh, the training mode that will show you how to do your 10-hit combo, and that's and that's what you learned just to beat the last boss, was you had to learn each character's 10-hit combo, basically. Yeah. And I'm like, but it was, it was so nice, because that was the first time I learned a 10-hit combo, like the back of my hand before Guilty Gear. Yeah. It was just like, all right, this is... I, I just like a very a pertinent challenge mode that yes. uh, that just shows me something I'm actually going to use on a regular basis. So let's so 
we let let's give our favorite <laughs> MVP for UI uh, in the current fighting game meta. Uh, what's your pick for MVP for the best, most intuitive user interface, menus, you know, tutorials, everything? What's your what's your pick? Mortal Kombat. <laughs> it's just you know what it is. Is their their menus are simple. And they're just, they're, there's tons of options, but the options explain everything. It's like, it pretty much starts off one player, two player. You hit the button, it gives you all your one player options, all your two player options when you hit two player. Yeah. It is so simple. The only problem I have is when you try and change buttons with two people, it can get confusing fast. <laughs> and you're like, what do we just do? I don't know. I think we're okay. And then it, that, that can get a little weird. But man, if that that menu treats you like you're retarded, but like it, it treats you like you're so dumb. I'm used to just having to work through some shit that at first I didn't know how to use it. <laughs> but my cousin's just like, oh yeah, just look, one player. I just want to play story mode, one player, story mode, done. And I'm like, well, okay, I'm retarded. But like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's too simple to be true. <laughs> exactly. I gotta say, Mortal Kombat. That shit. Like I say, that is that, that shit with full retard. It is perfect. Yeah. Mine, PlayStation All Stars, straight up, or Skullgirls for having the best tutorial ever to be created in a fighting game. But PlayStation All Stars, the user interface is it 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 is simple. The menus let you know exactly where to go to do exactly what you want to do at a glance. And then when you actually get into the tutorials and you want to learn how to play the game, they're like. <laughs> They go, here's all your special, here's a special move tutorial, here's a combo tutorial, here's basic movement, here's advanced movement. You can do any of them. I'm like, thank you. I can pick exactly what I want to focus on, and I can go do it. I don't have to just, you know, I don't need you to teach me all this different shit that I don't need to know how to do. I can pick, I can zero in on exactly what I want to learn at exactly the right time that I want to learn it, and I can do it. And that and the experiment where I was like, here, baby, you don't know anything pick this up, show me how we can play online together, you know? And she's, you know, and she was able to do it. That's the only game she was able to pick up and do, like, just without me coaching her, essentially. I think that's I think the best way to uh, test that. Like, hey, let me just grab someone random off stream and be like, figure this out. Yeah. Of course, if you live with your girlfriend's easier. I would have to go just outside and grab someone off street. And don't, and don't pick, you know... It, if you ever actually do this with a game to see if this is, I mean, if you're a game designer and this is something you do, you, you're interested in testing, don't pick anyone that knows anything about video games. I mean, seriously, get your, get your mom, get, get your little sister, get someone that doesn't know a goddamn thing about technology, about video games, about anything. And if they can sit there and work their way to anywhere in that menu that you ask them to get to, you have a good menu system. If you can ask them to learn any part of the game you want them to learn, you have a good UI. It's the simplest. It's the simplest thing in the world, and and it's it feels like it's been getting neglected. <laughs> they, they just phone it in. Like I remember that was the first thing I said about uh, Marvel's Capcom Three was they had this over the top intro, and then the interface was ass. <laughs> like wow, if you had just taken half the money. And you put it into watching Doctor Doom blow up a helicarrier, and put it into making a UI. I'd be so much happier right now. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, you're going to watch Dr. Doom blow up the helicarrier a couple of times, but you're going to be staring at that UI for the rest of your <laughs> video game life. As long as you run that game. So, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, that's a good point. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I think they just, I think they saved that for the very last and then just don't put any work into it. But I will say, Street Fighter 4, great UI, and then I still love being like, all right, I need to take a break. I'll just watch other people play and I'm just doing the re- watching the replays. Yeah, that is an awesome feature for any any video game that has a nice replay mode because you can also pick your character and be like, I want to see what a pro does when they play this character, <laughs> you know. And so you load up the you load up the character replays that you want to watch and you watch it. You don't even have to go to onto your laptop. You don't have to look it up. You can just do it. And that's the other thing is the final closing note on this topic is if you have to get on the internet and look anything up about your character to learn how to play them better, you're not, the the game is not serving you well. And that actually locks out a lot of games. That's a a good point, actually. If you have to go and look it up, the game is failing. That's a good point, yeah. I mean, because even with uh, Blaze Blue, it was a little... That was a little more convoluted than I would have liked, but you can download those 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 replays of the people on the top charts and watch it and be like and be like, okay, so this is how that guy is doing this character. Exactly. And not only that, like you take you take that as a as a good example. You take Mortal Kombat and you learn enough to be competent in the game and to play and succeed and have fun without ever having to go onto the internet. You learn everything you need to know about playing the game, succeeding, playing all the different modes. The same thing with Persona and, you know, the other stuff. Uh, it's Persona, Tekken Tag. Well, maybe not so much Tekken Tag. But Persona, PlayStation All-Stars. You learn everything you need to know to play the game and have fun with it before you ever are like, God, how do I play Hagar? I got to – okay, <laughs> go to shoryoucan.com. Look up Hagar. Okay, what the fuck is this menu thing? What is this? What is this? The uh, I can't see what this move is. Okay. Oh, there's no tutorials for this guy because no one plays Hagar. All right, whatever. That's that my favorite, by the way. And Marvel is when it, it it asks you for the assist, and I'm like, I don't know what the name of that move is. You guys show at least show me the motion. I'm like, oh, that's the fireball move. Okay, yeah, that's the one I want. My favorite is when it doesn't show what color you're picking for your character until oh. after you've picked him. Like, was, I have to keep reselecting this character to see all the colors. If I end up with that weird, like, just just off pink color, just character one more time. <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, watch the border. The border changes. Co-. No, come on. <laughs> come on, man. Like, someone is just like. And granted, that game was rushed. We, you know, nobody's gonna die. That game was rushed straight the fuck out the door. Uh, Ultimate Marvel was. But come on, guys! Like, I still love. Fuck it. It's, it's my favorite whipping boy. Cause I'm like, <laughs> like why? Because that game, that game is carrying them in tournaments. It's still one of the funnest ones to watch. And it's, it's sure as hell more fun to watch than uh, Street Fighter X Tekken. So I don't know why they don't. Je- they didn't put the time into it. Yeah. So there we go. So this week, our character of the week, which was submitted by you, the people, is Yun. Now, if you want to submit a character of the week, you want to ask us any questions, 
Check us out online, keepitclassy.podbean.com, or send us an email, keepitclassypodcast at gmail.com. And ladies and gentlemen, we're on iTunes. Review us. Give us five-star ratings. I mean, we're totally going to, you know. We're, we're official. We're official. You know, we will read anything and any everything you have to say if it's a five-star rating on uh, on iTunes. And we actually have a couple we're going to lead. We're going to. Well, we have one we're going to read later in, in the show. I feel like you're just daring them to say something ridiculous. Like, we'll read anything you say. I, I just... I, I'll say it right now. Say something ridiculous, I'll totally, I'll still totally read it. <laughs> Give us a five-star rating. Fuck it, I'll whore us out. I will whore us out to get our five-star ratings. <laughs> well, uh, well, there it is. You know, not afraid to sell out. <laughs> I will sell out to get as many five-star ratings. I'm not afraid. Suck your dick, bro. Like, <laughs> man, wow. See, right. keeping it classy. <laughs> you don't even have to call me afterwards. All right, so, so Yun. All right, so Yun is considered one of the most overpowered characters in the history of fighting games. Let's just say that. Let's just get that out of the way right now. And this is the third strike version. It's not the. It's not the Street Fighter Four. We're just going to focus on the third strike version. But <laughs> my favorite thing about Yun was I looked, I was like, you know what, because I hate Yun. We already had this conversation, but Third Strike, I was that asshole that's like, I'm better than you, so I'm going to play 12 to prove that I've got skill and just lost all the time. But um, <laughs> I looked up Yun, and he has a whole thread just dedicated to Ganajin. Yep. And I just, I, I love it. You know, he is, uh, there was an article, I can't remember who wrote it, on uh, Shoryuken about options and why grapplers lose out in most uh, in most fighting games because they, they don't have any options. Past a certain point, yes. Yeah, and so you have characters that always end up being top tier because they have the most options. Yeah. And Yun just is just options and just damage. And for those of you who don't know, Ganajin is a super that Yun players have. And he has other supers. In Third Strike, you can pick which super you want to use in the match. No one picks any other super who knows anything about anything. You pick Ganajin, it fills you fill up the your super meter as you play, and when you pop it, it lets you essentially combo any move into any other move. And it's pretty it's pretty much free it's it's freestyle modes. It's an expert. I mean, you know what? It's a custom combo. Boom! Yeah. Throw it yeah. <laughs> it's just just go it's like oh i like yun activates limit break and he just <laughs> and he just wrecks you for like a good 10 seconds like it's it's now, crazy now in all fairness with the funky timing on the on all the moves in in uh third strike it does take some skill and practice to get that combo down but once they get that combo down, that's all you're gonna see. Once they get that super meter, he's gonna. If you take it from a guy that loves his own people, if you try and push him to the end of the screen, he's gonna do his fucking, you know, belly, his fucking palm strike until he gets that meter, and then he's like, <laughs> he's gonna go over to you. He's gonna beat you to death with his grenade. So many times I've been like 12, like, yeah, I control the space. And he's just like, palm strike. I'm just waiting, palm strike. And then he just ruins me. Well, and I play I play Alex. I'm a huge manly stripper. 
And I'm like, let's do it, little boy. And he's like, good reason. I'm like, oh, my God, why do you like to skateboard? Stop. Oh, God, I'm in the army, you ass. And he just fucking ruins me. He just ruins me. He's all in my shit. He just, he's got dive kicks. He's got lunge punches. He can just do anything he wants. And it, I, love, I love the dive kicks. Because nothing's better than using 12, turning into a jet plane, and getting dive kicked out of jet. It's like, I just changed shape. Like, can I, can I have higher priority than the Chinese kid with the skateboard? No. <laughs> That's cool. I'm just going to go over here and cover my face. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, but he's the options. And here's my favorite. And, like, I, I love how someone asks us to talk about Yoon and all that guy is just bad things to say about him because he's so good. But why a command grab? It's like, you know, it's like when I see Fei Long, and I'm like, yeah, because Bruce Lee needs a needs a command grab. Because you know what, you know, you know, it'd be great if Bruce Lee, you know, learns some Brazilian jiu-jitsu too. Let's just let's just <laughs> give him the whole kit. And for those of you who don't know, a command grab is a special move. Like normally, you can uh, break away from throws, but grapplers have command throws that makes them special, and it makes it so you can't break out of their throws if they throw you with a certain move. You wouldn't think that a little Chinese kid would get one of those, but you know, uh, Dark Phoenix is balanced, so it's it's, it doesn't, it's not like it does damage, but I've never it's seen free so combo. It's a free combo. Into a combo, and I'm always just getting ruined by him. Like he's yeah. just he's got so many options, and the only thing that's worse <laughs> than worse than a Yun player in Third Strike is a uh, is a turtling Chung Lee. All right. Well, well. So how do we? How do you? How do you fight against Yun? Like, what? Let's. What's some basic tips to fight against the guy? Because if you're playing as Yun, you learn a Ganaging combo, and you you okay. learn a Ganaging combo. I got. <laughs> like, I got. I got. Uh, I got some solid advice. You. Uh, you. You. You play Ken, or you play Chunk <laughs> Yeah, just cheese the fuck out of it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I got, <laughs> I know, I know everyone's, I know we've been saying for a long time to bring your wife and us. No, no. Sometimes you just, you need to <laughs> bitch with you and fuck someone up. And I just, I can't, like, I, I got nothing. All the characters I've ever put time to in Third Strike. Always got beat by the Chinese kid with the skateboard. I tried Urian. I tried sticking that fucker between two mirrors. I've done actually twelve. I twelve turns his hand into an axe, and he has he has beaten me to death on twelve. I learned I learned an instant air dash overhead to try and stop him from beating me to death, and it just doesn't work. I I have no advice other than do better. All right. Well. <laughs> Here's what you, here's my suggestion to you because, uh, like I said, Yun is a better character than you. He is, and that's just kind of what it is. But similar to other overpowered characters, players tend to be somewhat repetitive in the things that they're going to do. And again, you know, if the guy knows a Ganagin combo, beat him to death before Ganagin. And if he gets Ganagin, just don't let him just block. Just block. Don't even try to be fancy. Uh, unless he's like gonna really, unless he's really telegraphing something, uh, unless he's really like, and I'm throwing a haymaker, you know, 
just run out the clock on the Ganadian a little bit. But here's my biggest piece of advice for anybody that's going to fight a young player. Learn how to parry his dive kicks. That is important. Because the dive kicks are what gives him such a crazy advantage because he can jump and he can change his jump arc to land in front of you, behind you, fly across the screen, whatever. And it's got some pretty good priority on it. It can go through a lot of moves. So if you learn, and, and it's something that a lot of young players use a lot. And so if you, you know, you know where the dive kick's going, it's going towards you. It's going to go towards your face. Every time you see that little piece of shit go in the air, you know he's going to do a dive kick. So just parry it. Learn how to parry dive kicks. And if you get good at it, you're going to be able to punish and remove all of his air options. And it's going to make it so that you have a little bit – because part of the thing that makes Yun so intimidating is because he can he – can, he's all over the place. When he's got – if you can't shut him down in the air – He's he's crazy. He's insanely powerful because he can he's flying all over the map, dive kicks. He's crossing you up. You can't tell where he's going to land, you know. But if you find ways to lock down his air options, you're going to put yourself on more even even playing field with the guy. So that's sure. that's that's my advice: is learn whatever character you have, learn a, how to parry the dive kicks, and learn a few safe moves or combos to punish dive kicks and to punish you know any of his like really. You know, big special moves where his like his lunge punch, where he's like, I'm throwing a punch, and he flies across the oh, God. screen. You know what? That's the other thing. That's just because I'm a bad player, but I eat that all the time. Because you know, it's like have you ever seen someone kick someone else in the chest, and you think no one ever gets hit with that in real life, but in real life you always get hit with it because you think, <laughs> is this dude really gonna kick me in the chest? And you get kicked in the chest. It's like that. Like, is that dude actually gonna do a full screen like lunging punch? Oh, he hit me. And it's just, it always catches me by surprise. It's so, but, it doesn't well, I, look like an attack. But the best part of this is, uh, wasn't, wasn't it the last podcast where we were just talking about how <laughs> if, if you're playing third strike and you just you want to do better, you just got to learn how to parry better. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I take, I take back what I said earlier. You just got to parry better. And you got you got Perry better than I did, because fuck me, does you walk me up and down the street? I'm like, dude, please stop kicking me in the ass. Eh. But, you know, you know, but he's, I will say this, he's not brainless. No. Yep. It takes it takes some skill to play. A good Yoon takes some skill to play. It doesn't take as much skill as if, you know, it does to play a good 12, but really, I mean, come on, you're playing 12, you're already playing a handicap, but... <laughs> It takes skill to be a good Yoon. So if you see a good Yoon, it's okay to get mad, but that guy isn't necessarily a scrub because it took some work to get that, to, you know, get to that point. To get that aging combo down. Yeah, like I said, the, the combos in that game can be a little, a little wonky. And you know, the only thing I love seeing more than a, a good Yoon play is a good. Uh, well, I, I don't love seeing a good Yoon play. Let me just say that one that I respect <laughs> more than a good Yoon. Is seeing a uh, a guy play uh what's that asshole a Q and actually get get a win a child molester hey whoa yeah he's <laughs> <laughs> got his rape grab in his trench coat he got that rape grab the gloves and I bet you when he throws you every time he's trying to toss you in the back of a van <laughs> he doesn't even talk he's <laughs> Oh, shit. I love Q. Q's awesome. But he has attacks that make... Like, all right. If you're playing 
cue, he puts his hands together, and then he haymakers you. And you're like, oh, <laughs> shit, that looks like an attack. When Yun does a lunge punch, it looks like he's just hopping over a puddle. Like, oh, there's a, I don't want to step in the puddle. Ha! And he just kind of hops over it. He skips over it. And you happen to be on the other side of the puddle. And it's like you got hit with a truck. And you fly across the screen. It's ridiculous. He's like, man, I just don't want to. And you see this guy just on his ass. He's like, what happened? I was just skateboarding and I wanted to hop over the puddle. Yeah. And you're it's, it's a <laughs> fucking you, man. Oh, man. Memories. Sad, sad memories. So, again, Yun was submitted to us by you guys, uh, you the people. If you want to submit another character of the week, again, Get in touch with us online, keepitclassy.podbean.com. Send us uh, an email, keepitclassypodcast at gmail. I mean, it's, you know, and that is how we pick our characters of the week. So we have a question uh, this week, as we try to do every week. And this question comes in from Reacher X. So thank you, Reacher X. I want to throw a fighting game party, uh, mainly oriented towards getting friends into the games that might otherwise not play them. So, I, yeah. so getting a fighting game party that gets people into fighting games. Any suggestions or tips to get things started? What game should I pick? Thanks so much for your help. Love the podcast. I got one. Never, ever, 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 ever start with Guilty Gear. Because that was the one. <laughs> I'll never forget. My buddy's wife was watching. I think you. I think I was playing you in Guilty Gear, and she started watching it. And she's like, "Oh my god, I didn't know they made a gay fighting game." And I'm like, Aww. And she's and I was playing Zato One, and so your character is wearing a halter top, and I'm like, "No, he's not. He's uh, he's just showing off his six pack." Okay, whatever. And she's like, "Your character is uh, is wearing a dress." I'm like, "Yes, it's not. It's it's totally a dress." All right. His, his <laughs> He's got a slit in his dress. Whatever. And he's showing off his six-pack, too. Whatever. That's cool. I'll, I'll play uh, Johnny. He's manly. She's like, he's not even wearing a shirt. I'm like, everyone in that game looks like a gay stripper. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'll just play Potemkin. Nope, doesn't wear a shirt either. He's got a collar on. It's a collar. <laughs> he's got the jeans with the fucking, car, you know, the, <laughs> the little suspenders that are folded over his ass. Yeah, he's totally ready to go get the bitches at the club all hyped up. <laughs> like, never, she never even asked us how the game played. She was like, oh, man, yeah, you know, that's cool. I, I'll, I'll support you guys in this gay video game. And she just kind of left. So don't start with Guilty Gear. I would say if you're going to pick a game, uh, okay, if, you're, if it's a party towards getting friends into games, like actually – Getting them into – and when I when I think of getting friends into games, it means they're going to go home and buy it and they want to play it with you. So try to lean towards – don't do Smash Bros because that's just, you know. Oh, oh, no, no, please. Let me let me tell you all on how Pac here ruined Smash Brothers for – hold on, I'll count. This is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people in one fucking night. Oh, God, this because story again. him and his fucking autistic friend were like, hey, we like to play Smash Bros. And I'm like, oh, me and my friends like to play it, too. Oh, and they dick. just got in there, and they just ruined, just brutalized us. 
But the worst part is, there's four people playing, but him and his autistic buddy are just going at it. And you try to get in there, and they kill you, and they go back at each other. <laughs> it's like a typhoon that moves across the stage. A wonderful, love-making typhoon that moves back and forth across the stage. It got real gay in that party when we were playing that game together. I swear, I'm telling you right now, he left. My roommate took the game out of the, out of the Wii. Put it in his case, and it's been in the same spot, what, for like three, four years now? It's, <laughs> like, it's more than that. It's like six. It's just, it's, it's the only Wii game up there covered in dust. Like, no one has, t- I think he might have sold it. I wonder if it's still there. No one has touched that game since that night. Yep. Yeah, so don't do Smash Bros. Uh, and I, I would say Mortal Kombat is a good option. Uh, especially if your friends don't mind gore. It's a good mix between a 3D fighter and a 2D fighter, so that you can feel like a badass uh, without knowing a bunch of combos. And it's and you can see... Here's the most important thing. When you get a game like Mortal Kombat or like uh, PlayStation All-Stars, maybe. That's, that's pretty good. PlayStation All-Stars, maybe. But like Mortal Kombat or Tekken or uh, Street Fighter 4, you can have fun with the basics... But you can see the depth is what it really is. You can have fun with the basics, and then you look at this, you're like, wow, this is cool. Like, I'm having fun with this, but I can tell there's a lot of there's a lot to this game that I might enjoy if I go home and get into this. So that's a game, that's what you you want from a game. And I And the moves are input friendly. I will definitely say that. Yes. Especially for people who don't play fighting games. Mortal Kombat's got some really easy inputs that are that are very cool. Uh, like you don't have to be like, I have to do a 720 with the fucking joystick to get him to... I don't care. I'll just hit Zangief kick over and over and over again, and that'll be that. <laughs> you know, that's the other thing. I, like, I want to say Street Fighter 4, but what I really want to say is Skullgirls, but this is going to sound weird. Not weird at all. I'll bring it up. The art style will put off a lot of new players. Yeah. It will definitely put it Because it looks like it was drawn by a horny 13-year-old. And <laughs> oh, Skullgirls! Yeah. yeah, and like if you can get past, if you can get past that, there's a lot of unique character designs that look like, well, I guess unique stripper designs. But it's also there's a lot of basic stuff in there that, that you can build on and still have fun. But no, yeah, the art style can put a lot of people off. So there you go. So that's you know you throw a fighting game party. Make sure it's friendly, it's a good environment for people to enjoy, and try to set it up in such a way that people who are playing each other are of equivalent skill level. Uh, don't take uh, your your asshole and his autistic friend and sit him down and just like have them ruin everyone at the party. I feel like no you should have said something, because all you said was, oh, I love this game. And we're like, yeah, we love it too. I and thought like, you, you know, took it a little more seriously than that. You know, butchered us. It, it's like that guy, you know, like, oh, me and my friends are having a poker game. And he's like, oh, that's cool. Actually, I have a friend that did that. He's like, oh, I used to play I used to play in college and pay my rent. And he took all our money. And I was just <laughs> like, oh, okay, yeah. We like poker. No, you play poker. Yeah. There's a difference. You don't want that asshole at your party. And also, I suggest liquor and food so people can get up, eat, and talk. Remember, we talked down. about taking a break, having something, having something else that people can temporarily do in between losses, you know. And I actually like to do uh, 
uh, whoever uh, – I mean you do different things to rotate people in and out so it's not just whoever wins stays on. Try to do little rotations in different ways, you know, like find ways. Winner sits out, you know, first first person to win twice sits out, you know, like stuff like that. If someone loses, they, you know, like. And also, if you have a friend that can't let it go, make them take a shot every time they win. Then they'll take themselves out. Actually, the sickest I ever got was <laughs> I did the same autistic friend that we're talking about. Uh, him and I were playing Marvel superheroes in one of my in my dorm room. Oh, and, son of a bitch! Yeah, we did a whole thing about mechanics and didn't bring up the goddamn Infinity Gems. Oh, <laughs> oh Christ! How? Well, we played Marvel superheroes, and every time you won, you had to take a shot of like the shittiest shitty vodka. And that was when I and I needless to say the matches take a good sixty seconds to really play through. So like fourteen shots later, I was pretty sure the hallway threw up on itself. <laughs> so it was yeah. Anyway, good times. Don't do that. Don't do what I did. So thank you, Reacher X. Thank you for that question. I hope that was very helpful. And last but not least, I want to thank uh, our first five star review. Uh, from Nora Charles, five-star review. She says, this is a, a, a great podcast. I'm just starting to play fighting games, and they have lots of great tips and insights. They are also hilarious to listen to, and I love the whole concept. Definitely subscribe. Thank you, Nora Charles. You are absolutely right. You, they need to love <laughs> us and subscribe. <laughs> yeah, well, good thing it's not called Keep It Humble. No, it's called Keep It Classy. Uh, I will whore myself out for reviews. So... <laughs> So, yeah, so that's it. And that that's our wonderful podcast, ladies and gentlemen, round six. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, check us out on the web, keepitclassy.podbean.com, on iTunes, review us, uh, the whole nine yards. And uh, with that, we'll let, uh, we'll let Savage sign us off, and uh, we'll catch you, guys, uh, catch you guys later. So, yeah. Savage? You stay sexy out there. Oh.